0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 493 on Tuesday, the 27th of September, 2022. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm
1: Andrew. And in a week where we quietly hum happy birthday to ourselves, we'll be waiting to see if AI can actually spot the thing they claim it can. We find out that active travel options in Canterbury are about to reduce, and we see how high fashion and models are a match made in heaven. But first we go to some follow-up. Mm-hmm. And this is to do with a Toyota in Russia. They are now actually going to completely shutter their production facility in Russia. They had put it on hold back in March, the beginning of March in St. Petersburg, because they couldn't get parts in, so they couldn't make anything. Mm. They had been paying their staff in all this time, so they hadn't just walked away, yeah. but They've been looking at it and keeping an eye on, and they don't see when this situation is going to change. So they are – what is in this article called permanently shuttering?
0: Yeah, well, that means just closing it up, and then everybody's going to ransack it. Yeah. They talk about how they're going to uh,
1: help staff find new jobs, and they're going to pay them above the legal requirements for support Mm -hmm. while they uh, close it down. Uh, oh, just related to that, I saw today, but not in enough time to add it to the show notes. That Mazda is also seriously considering the future of its production
0: in Russia as well. Yes, I would imagine many are. Yeah, if they haven't already, of course. Which brings us to a, a little. they have got one more follow-up, and that is about the Porsche IPO. So it seems, no matter how dismissive we were, people are flocking <laughs> to have a certificate saying that they own. A square meter of portion. It's poised to price at the very top end uh, of the price range, supposedly, and that would value it at up to 75 billion euros or 72 billion dollars or eight bajillionty pounds at the current rate the exchange rate's going. <laughs> does seem to be rather, rather popular. They're expected to start trading on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange on September the 29th. The book's closing and I'm going to say that as if I really understand what that means, (laughs) at uh, midday GMT on September the 28th. There's a comment here from Reuters saying, strong demand comes despite the fact that valuations of other luxury car makers, such as Aston Martin and Ferrari, have fallen recently. Will Porsche be a bit of a... I'm not going to say a unicorn, because that means valued at over a billion on first release. But, um, But yeah. It's uh, up to 113,875,000 preferred shares carrying no voting rights will be sold to investors over the course of the initial public offering.
1: Yeah. As much as we scoffed about the stock market and how it's a game and all the rest of it, which some people didn't agree with because so much money gets Hmm. poured in there doesn't mean it's still not a game.
0: I I was in Vegas last week.
1: (laughs) Yes. I will not retreat from the comment that the timing – is really really mad, considering how is. the global economy looks. Yeah, <laughs> but they've got enough people to get enough shares, so that it's job done. They've ra- they're going to raise the money that they need, desperately need. Job done, as far as they're concerned. Nobody's going to have a say in how Porsche run their business. Why why would you not try and take advantage of that? I do understand it.
0: Yes, ex- exactly, exactly. Anyway newer news andrew one of these subjects that you adore absolutely love this next one
1: i do there is a new camera system that is going to be trialed by devon and cornwall police where they are going to use a system that claims that it uses artificial intelligence to spot if a driver is holding a phone behind the wheel whilst the car is moving if everybody in the car has their seatbelt on and also what speed the car is doing at the time of all this. Hmm. Now, what is happening is if the system believes any of those things have broken the law, it will pass it on to a human to make a judgment on whether the human, i.e. police officer, I presume at this point, thinks that it warrants a warning letter or actually a letter saying that they, the person will be prosecuted.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's not AI, it's machine learning, if anything.
1: Well, the problem with all these systems that come out, it's like the facial recognition and all of these other things, yeah. none of them work. Yeah. I I would imagine that the motoring lawyers are going to be genning up on understanding uh, the process of approval of this system and what is goes mm. on in the background and and picking holes in that.
0: Yeah. Don't drive distracted, folks, but I don't know. I think that this will probably be quietly dropped. The simp- Yes, uh,
1: that's what I... What, there's two things I want to know from this. One, at the end of it, what do the police think? But two, how many false positives does it spot? How much time does a human go... No, they—they're not touching their phone. No, they have got a seatbelt on. It's just the way that their clothes are, and or whatever the thing is. And no, it wasn't speeding. Mm-hmm. How many times does a human go? No, that I reject that. That is not worthy of even a letter. Yeah, because that because that will be wasting police time
0: at that point. Yes, I'm. I'm <laughs> sh- well. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be a civilian. Yeah, a, a civilian. yeah you know, police employee. or possibly someone who's been. Would it be outsourced? Possibly. I don't know. Are you allowed to do that for that? Ah, oh, who knows? As I say, I imagine, imagine quietly dropped.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Do you want to take us on though to a uh, a taxi ride of the future?
0: Taxi ride right. of the future is going to be EV only. Well, according to Uber, anyway, and that'll start in 2030. Yes, they've introduced a deadline. Drivers expecting drivers to switch to EVs by then. That seems quite close. Yes, but no. Uh, But they're they're
1: talking that this is going to be across the US, Canada, and Europe. Don't forget, in London, they are promising to be 100% EV by 2025.
0: Hmm. It's just whenever you see the sort of general hodgepodge of vehicles that Uber drivers drive over here, Hmm. then I don't know that that will be affordable. Because one of the things originally with Uber was you can use the car to an extent, you can use the car you've got as long as it fits within some broad guidelines.
1: They are talking about offering financial assistance. Mm, I'm sure. But what that will mean is is you're just going to be trapped in to working for them to pay off your debt.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, you know. exactly. And, and Uber do not exactly pay hugely well. No. If you're just a standard Uber X, of course.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised they're making such a bold statement, but whether they achieve it, I I. I don't think they will achieve this. No, not in the US, certainly.
0: I doubt it, especially in areas like te- in Texas. You can end up with a pickup truck because you're Uber, because Texas. Um, so you know, it, it's it's great. And it'll work. With, I guess it'll probably work somewhere somewhere like here, where you're sort of suburban and on the edges of uh, a quite a large. Con- it's quite a large conurbation. Uh, Boston isn't really. It's about the same size as Manchester, if not a little bit smaller. That's quite large. It's, it's still large enough. Yeah, but it's not
1: big. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not American big, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you're somewhere, I don't know, like Moosefa, Arkansas or something, which hopefully doesn't exist, uh, <laughs> which, uh, then this is very unlikely. But then I suppose you're unlikely to have Uber there anyway, maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 the thing for me is America is I would roughly guesstimate about five years behind us as far as ev charging infrastructure is
0: yes Uh, well mm, a little bit a little bit better and you've now given them
1: six and a bit seven and a bit years to be up to the same speed yeah as we're going to be in a couple of years or london's going to be in a couple of years (laughs) i don't
0: plus the various tax things for buying evs where the battery's not made in Made in America and doesn't have you know infused with stars, yes. stripes, and supply bald issues eagle juice. will
1: be and it uh, will be a problem. People will not be able to get hold of vehicles.
0: Getting them to the right to the right price point, yeah, it's tricky. But then there's, there's plenty of Model Threes and Wises acting as Ubers, but maybe that's to help offset payments. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, tough one. Anyway, it might happen. <laughs> I doubt it though. I can't be Captain Positive on that. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew, take us to Sunny
1: Kent. This is the news that Kent County Council have declined the offer to extend the government scooter trial in Canterbury up till the end of 2024. They are going to shut it down at the end of November, on the 30th of November this year, because, well, this is a bit worrying and odd. They've closed it down because of fear of serious injuries and incidents in the entirety of the whole trial that has been running since 2020, one person has been knocked down. Mm -hmm. And that happened this summer by somebody taking the scooter outside of the trial zone and riding it on the pavement.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Now, one... I was shocked that anyone could get it outside of the trial zone, considering they're all supposed to be so well GPSed and you should be able to shut it down. That is quite surprising. To it being on the pavement, I'm not that surprised because idiots will idiot. My worry is the... No incident is right. Let's clear that yeah. up before we have letters to the editor. Uh, <laughs> no incident is right. No one should be knocked down. But one in over in 2 years
0: and over 67,000 right
1: Now, wouldn't it be nice if there was a reaction like that if someone
0: driving a motor vehicle hit someone oh. <laughs> canterbury and the stuff that that is like the hot, you know somebody's going to shoot me down for this but it, to me that's always the sort of heart of NIMBYism
1: yes this is very much um, local Facebook group complains and gets listened to.
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: And that... that One, I'm not surprised, but two, that worries me when you're trying to look objectively at things.
0: Yeah, we are talking about local councils here, so yeah. not exactly the paragon of... The examples they have in this country to
1: follow by are, are not exactly high either. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, 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 right. I think we're getting all of the ones we deserve right now. <laughs>
0: Kent County Council's Cabinet Minister for Transport told county councillors during a recent cross party committee meeting that the council had decided to end the scheme early before a serious injury could occur. To be honest, that's sixty seven thousand rides compared to like Corby and Catering, that sounds like absolutely nothing as a percentage of use. He says you cannot legislate against people who will agree to use something in a certain way and then suit themselves. Um, have you seen the car? Yeah. I tended to favor the trial going on, but it was quite obvious now accidents could have been worse than they were. As we were nearing the end of the trial, I decided to truncate it before somebody was seriously hurt rather than just let it finish. Okay. Right. Fair enough. It just seems very strange. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of local politics. And
1: Bird was running the, the trial and mm. they said that they changed aspects of their, the usage which I presume would involve you go outside this GPS area, this geofenced area, then it mm. shuts down. So you can't hurt someone by joyriding it or something. Yeah. And then it's – obviously that doesn't stop it happening inside the zone. But, it, yeah, it, do, it does feel like that we the reaction has been very extreme mm. when this is clearly a trial.
0: It seems funny. I think that there's a lot to do with how the councils have – viewed these kind of schemes and how they've worked with the police on these types, kinds of schemes. And maybe it depends on the provider as well.
1: I think there's, there's a certain amount of, we presume from the locals, we presume that the behavior will be bad. So we're waiting for an example so we can tell you we told you so.
0: I would imagine so, yes.
1: Anyway, that's the end of the first part, I
0: think. Is it ready? Gosh.
1: Yes. The news this week was thin on the ground.
0: Yes, not a lot around uh, in the first half this week. I don't know. I think everybody must be on holiday or something. He says, as all the PRs start throwing tomatoes at their phones and stuff. But this is Guilt Minute, a quick break in the show where we ask for a tad of financial support to keep the lights on and the hosting running. If you feel that the Motoring Podcast is worth small consideration every month, then you can become a patron. Different levels of patron include different levels of commitment from us to you, including being able to watch the show recorded live. We also have a small range of merchandise in our spring store, from stickers to mugs and t-shirts. And just at the weekend there, I revised the sticker offering. In fact, I think I still have to remove them from the website. But there are now around stickers and sort of cut out following the logo-y stickers on the Spring Store, should you need to want or desire them. I have some samples on the way to me, so I don't know quite what they're like yet. And knowing the U.S. Postal Service, they might arrive with me sometime. But they they are there and ready to be ordered. If you don't have any spare cash, then we completely understand, and you can help us for free by following from a podcast player to receive every show as they're released and by liking and rating the show in whatever way your podcast supplier lets you. If you've done all of that, and some of you do, so thank you very much, then the last thing you can do is recommend us to your friends or colleagues. Yes, thank you everyone who does.
1: Right, new new car news. Mm. We've got quite a bit this week, because we I held off last week, because It's not so much fun just talking to yourself about cars.
0: Yes, it's very (laughs) difficult. i I find found that when I've been doing a solo show before. Whenever you're talking about a new car, it's very difficult to discuss it. Uh, There's a few here because they sort of set the internet alight. First up was the big launch from the Detroit Motor Show a couple of weeks ago. It was just about the only thing that happened at the Detroit Motor Show, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh, No, because we've got some Jeep stuff coming up as well. But yeah, otherwise, yes, yes, it was the new ford mustang it looks more mustang-y than ever (laughs) before it's i think it looks good how's about you
1: yeah i like it It, i I like the current model i like this actually i have to say one of my kids geography teachers she drives a bright yellow v8 mustang (laughs) and i applaud her and her
0: choices so cool one of my Geography teachers when I was that kind of age drove a Bedford rascal Danbury camper van. Yeah, that's the opposite ends of the spectrum, I think. Yeah, it's, it's got there's so it's still based on the same platform as before so there's no radical changes in propulsion system. It's not like the Dodge Charger we talked about the other week where it's gone completely EV. Uh, if you do want an electric Mustang, then there is the Mustang Mark e out there already, which gives you the added benefit of two more doors. But no, this one keeps traditional petrol power um, right the way up, with the the yes, the, the five liter V eight engine is available uh, as well. Top of the range is the new Mustang Dark Horse, which is just a fantastic name for a model. That's really good. That's a kind of level of marketing that you just don't necessarily get from other countries. But yeah, it will be on sale. Uh, not necessarily the Dark Horse, but it will be on sale in the UK as as well. So that's coming along short there. I did see that confirmed on the Twitters. Lots of little detail things, though. And I think one of my favorites yes. is the, the USB ports in the cabin, where instead of placing them down somewhere around your knees, then because people use cameras and recording devices and all sorts of stuff mounted on the windscreen, rather than having them dangling up and across the dashboard and moving around whenever you're whenever you're uh, whenever you're driving on track, then they've actually mounted the USB ports up or a couple of USB ports up near the rearview mirror. Um so that you can use just a little tiny short lead. And it'll all be much, much neater. Just really simple kind of fun thing, really. But lots of other bits and pieces.
1: Yeah, good little touch because doesn't the Corvette have its own inbuilt system it does, so you have yeah. to get all of everything from the Corvette, whereas Ford are saying, well, you're bound to have your own camera, so we're just going to allow you mm-hmm. to do this easily yourself.
0: Yeah, but, yes. I, I see it listed here in this uh, S- Slash Gear article as bring yeah. your own GoPro, which is kind of cool. <laughs> well, it's it's just much easier for them as well. It then becomes your problem whenever the, the devices go fat or whatever else, yeah. when, and you can replace them rather than it being an inbuilt public car. As ever, big dash screen thing going on, as is the modern way. But otherwise, I think it. I think it looks good on the outside. I think, it, I think it looks good on the inside. I like it.
1: Yep. The chances are it's the last ice
0: Mustang, though. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to go the, the, the same way as the Charger. It's just that it didn't the obviously the model. Uh, the model cycles didn't line up quite the same way as they did for for Dodge. Yeah. Well, mind you, sure the Dodge has been around since for about twenty years anyway. So yeah. Andrew Ferrari made the internet made the internet angry.
1: Yes, because it talked about, or and showed us off, the SUV that isn't an SUV,
0: apparently. It is a car like no other.
1: I have been unable to find a pronunciation of the name, which is worrying me, because I think it.
0: I think it is Purusangyu. No, I saw it spelt out somewhere, and I, it was Purusangue. Ah, Sangue, okay. Something like, it was along those lines, I saw it, I saw it. Spe- spelt out yeah
1: I was a lot closer than I thought I'd be <laughs> I was.
0: you were a lot closer than I thought you'd be as well to be perfectly honest yeah I don't have an issue with this
1: um, no I'm well I'm not surprised it's like with all Ferraris though I'm just like so what
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: quite honestly I'll see them in some video possibly I won't see one locally <laughs> I, I won't ever see one on the road unless I go down to London or something like that Of course, they were going to go down the SUV route because everybody does stroke has to. What it will mean is they don't have to sell quite as many caps and T-shirts.
0: Well, that's it. Yes, it's a very expensive cam.
1: Yeah. It looks like a modern Ferrari, Mm -hmm. to be fair to it. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be costly. Was it Uh, £338,000 roughly? That's the Italian price and the UK deliveries are due in the summer of 2023. I presume the first batch is already
0: sold well, out. I'd imagine it's sold out for ages. So it's 725 horsepower at 7,750 RPM, 0 to 62 in 3.3 seconds, top speed of about 193 miles an hour, which is 300 kilometers an hour, if you wonder why that seems like an odd number. Six and a half liter V12, naturally aspirated. I think it looks fine. I think it... It's unsurprising that it's happened.
1: Yeah, we'll, we now have to wait and see before the first of the motoring demigod journalists are allowed to hurtle it round tracks and everything. Yes,
0: the, the ones that have said nice things recently. You can, by the way, get an optional lift clip kit for an extra 30 mil of added ground clearance. That was a reflection, by the way, of on Ferrari rather than any motoring journalist. Yes. Comments, other, other things of note, is that the rear doors open back the way but not like a Mazda RX-8 because you've still got a B-pillar. So there is, there is is a B-pillar yes, in the middle. So I'm not 100% certain what the benefit of that is, other than I guess you can just lower your bum into the back seats and then lift your knees in, but I don't know, really.
1: It looks neater, to be fair, because there isn't...
0: Yeah, it does. I suppose it moves the handles. You can open the front door and then it, it hides the handles on the back doors, stuff. Like that. It's. It's. I like mm. it. I quite like it. Don't mind it, yeah. What they're doing, by the way, is they're trying to limit the production to 20% of Ferrari's overall sales volume, so about 2,200 a year. So it should retain a certain amount of exclusivity, but that's still, you know, a fifth of all Ferraris. It'll be a successful one. There's no way it's going to go wrong.
1: Yeah, it's going to be successful. They're going to sell
0: as many as they can make. <laughs> yep. Right, do you want to take us to a proper SUV though? Proper SUV, Jeep. So these were some of the other some of the the announcements from the Detroit show which got sort of hidden by the onslaught of Mustang PR that came out. <laughs> and some of the details that Jeep has released details of three new battery electric SUVs. There's going to be an off-road focused Jeep Recon, which I think looks kind of cool. It's very square. It looks a lot um mm, and if any of you are aware of the Bronco Sport, so the, the Ford Broncos released over here and it's quite big and ugly. Uh, the Bronco Sport is sort of more freelander size and it's it's much cuter. Um, it's actually much nicer, much more modern styled. And this Jeep Recon is an equivalent of that, really. It's going to be off-road focused. There's also going to be the premium Jeep Wagoneer S. Uh, so the Wagoneer is a big jeep, uh, as as you would expect from the name, if you're aware of historic name names of jeeps, because even the currents of Grand Cherokee and and stuff is very big and it's very luxuriously appointed. Um, so this is going to sit above that. It might be a tough one to get to Europe.
1: Looks a lot like random Chinese SUV from unnamed. It
0: does. It's a much brand. It, it does. It's sort of new Chinese brand unveils. It is. Yes. Yes, very much the sort of far less of a. It doesn't look very Rubicon. It doesn't look very Rubicon style, uh, Rubicon Trail uh, ready. It's super slick. It's got a, a, a whiff of sort of Villar around it, I guess, is, is one way of, of talking about that. A certain amount of sort of g- generic Chinese SUV. Other one that they mentioned, which is far more relevant to any of us, is the. Jeep Avenger. So uh, why not reuse a name from a really, really poor Chrysler product, <laughs> which was just grim. But it is Jeep's take on the uh, the, the sort of Peugeot e two thousand and eight, which itself is a pretty decent car. Mm. And to be honest, I think it looks even better here. Uh, very much a European model. Very much something I can see selling. Well, in Italy, this
1: reminds me a lot of what was the Jeep Renegade. Uh, yeah, Renegade. Yeah, the Renegade. It, it very much f- that ilk. Incredibly inoffensive, but still looks like a uh-huh. Jeep. I can see them selling plenty of that if they've got the the dealers mm-hmm. about. I really like the Recon. I think that looks ace. I
0: really like the Recon. The Recon is the one that I would would have out of these. It's little and chunky and and just it's just like a little Tonka toy. I I, I like it lots. Yeah. By the way, somebody mentioned uh, Gladiator came up a conversation on Twitter recently. So the Gladiator is the pickup version of the Wrangler Unlimited. So the pickup version of the mm-hmm. four-door version of the Jeep Wrangler, and why it didn't make it across across the Atlantic, um, I'll tell you the reason. It's not because it's too wide. It's not because it's too tall. It's because it's too darned long. It is incredibly long. The Gladiator, and frankly, lengthwise, it makes a Hilux look like a tiddler. Uh, must be a good couple of feet longer <laughs> than most of the most of the, the the pickup trucks on on sale in the in the UK. It's almost too long for parking spaces here. To give you an idea of just just what it's like. Anyway, that was a load of Jeep news. Andrew, yeah, uh, electric Toyota. Yeah, the BZ Saloon, which apparently could arrive
1: in Europe as soon as 2024. It's also apparently aimed squarely at the. Tesla model 3 section of the market and is expected to uh, debut in China first um, which makes a lot of sense uh, because i would imagine it's going to be built there or a lot of it lot of them built there plus china is very much on an ev drive no pun intended this is uh, important for Toyota, obviously, because saloons, this is their this will be their second of the the latest drive for EVs from Toyota. Because we've had the BZ4X, which they had the problems with the wheels before they actually got them in customers' hands. They spotted that, which I, I think that's been resolved now.
0: Yes, I think it was. Uh, that was that was a uh, yes, yeah, slightly awkward one. That
1: okay. We don't have too many uh, details on exactly what is going to be as far as mileage and that sort of thing. So, Alan, do you want to take us to Renault?
0: Yeah, well, Renault have unveiled a new show car. So, not so long ago, they showed the Renault 5 concept, and it looked awesome and cool and Renault 5 e So, now they have unveiled the Renault 5 Turbo 3e, uh, which is a sort of uh, replacement, essentially, a Renault 5 Turbo 2 type car but instead of being meant for rallying and the track this is a drift car it's got the renault 5 concept body with all the arches that they used to put on the renault 5 turbo and turbo 2 and a massive drift wing on the back as well with a kind of fuzzy wrap style finish loads of high-vis details disc wheels it looks brilliant 374 horsepower and built to show that uh, EVs can be fun. When the drift modes are active, depending on which mode it is, the pink, blue, and yellow LED stripes flash on the front of the car, making it look like an 80s video game. It's got 10 mounting brackets for the ubiquitous GoPros, or other action cams are available. <laughs> you know, it's it's got a tubeless chassis. It's absolutely flat underneath. Massive steering angles as well as 574 horsepower it's got 500 uh, 374 horsepower pardon me it's got 516 pound foot of torque 0 to 62 in 3.5 seconds 124 miles an hour which when you're drifting is more than enough a little dashboard that's really retro and looks just like and and harks back to the original uh, renault 5 i think it's just fantastically cool and fun and if it's meant to show that evs can be fun it has completely and totally succeeded
1: yeah i think it's great i I think are we not beyond? We have to prove that EVs are, can be fun thing because we know they've got the all the talks. Irrespective of that bit, I love it. It's just it's mad, it's daft, it's silly, it's so mm-hmm. over the top, it's ridiculous, brilliant. I or wouldn't I don't care that it's an EV or whether it was an ice. I just love the look of it. Exactly.
0: I think that there are certain parts, certain uh, certain chunks of the market where you do have to remind people that the EVs aren't just uh, aren't just milk floats. I think people like ourselves—we've been around them so long, we're so aware of them that we don't have an issue with that anymore. Uh, But I do think that there are tracts of consumers and potential consumers out there who are very much of the "Oh, I'm never going to drive an electric car because I can't hear the thrumming Arthur Romeo V6 that I have under the bonnet," and all this kind of (laughs) kind of stuff. And it's like, "Mm, well, yeah, good luck with that. I'm never going to own an EV. That's giving in, that is. That's taking away my petrol. So I think that towards the younger end of that that band of Luddites, you've got to make sure that you've that they're aware of what's possible. Okay. I've just been very rude to many of our listeners, I'm sure.
1: No, you haven't, because they're not Luddites. Right, the last thing to round out new new car news, and this is more new new car brand. <laughs> and again, we return to Italy. And this is a new manufacturer called AERA, I think.
0: A-E-H-R-A.
1: But I wouldn't worry too much. We should have thought about this when we started the show seven years ago about how difficult it is to pronounce names. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> the thing is that I, I don't know, it's still one of these fledgling car brands on its way up founded by somebody who worked at another car brand and somebody who's hired in a friend who worked in another car brand as the stylist. I mean, right at the minute, there's some sort of pictures of some lighting and some sort of gullwingy door type setup things, all of which makes me think that we will never hear of this ever again. Yes. (laughs) Maybe they would have had a small, or maybe they will have a small booth in the corner of the Geneva Motor Show Qatar edition and that people would go all right that looks interesting and then move on and go "Well, we'll never hear of that again and i suspect that this is what's going to happen with that it's already raised series a funding but um but there's planning to have sold many suvs and saloons and stuff yeah
1: and and that's generally the tone of the article as well is is this actually going to work because so many have not worked?
0: So it's an interesting read from that point of view, actually. That's it. I sound like I am being, it's its well worth to click through to the top of your article. I sound like I'm being extremely cynical and nasty. It's just that there are so many of these and they just disappear into nothingness. Mm. So, you know, hello, hello, quant magic water car, all these kind of things. Great. Brilliant. Show me an actual car with, actual people being able to actually buy it, and then I'll take you seriously. Until then, I'm sorry, You some lovely renders. But that's as much as I can say. Yep.
1: And here endeth the new new car news. On to the lunchtime read, Alan.
0: Well, lunchtime read this week is from uh, Emissions Analytics. And I shared a little bit of it uh, on Twitter yesterday. Well, that'll have been... Monday, because uh, you won't see, hear this until Wednesday, about battery electric vehicles and perhaps just battery electric vehicles isn't the answer to everything. It's very interesting. Uh, there are lots of numbers, lots of references to real research and real stuff. And how it, it's just a really, really interesting piece it's a warning I it think. is a warning it, it is a bit of a warning about just everyone having their own electric car is not the answer because it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen exactly exactly have a good read of it and, and it, it doesn't for you know as uh, the bit I quoted uh, I mean I'll quote it again here pretty much most of the last paragraph is we are neither pro nor anti bicycles walking horses skateboards flying biofuels or hummers in themselves What we are in favor of is actually reducing emissions rather than virtuous noise. And I think that that's really important. Just Have a read of the article, please. Please, please, please. It echoes a lot of things we have routinely
1: said about our fear of knee-jerk reactions and our fear of us making mistakes like we did using the example of buy diesel. Oh, now you're killing everyone because you bought diesel. Hmm. and that sort of thing there you know, there are ramifications and we need to understand them and we also need to understand who is demanding certain things and why they are demanding it
0: are they YouTubers <laughs> sorry anytime anybody feels obliged to use the word dirty in front of diesel it makes me think of one person in particular <laughs> anyway should we move on to the list of the week
1: list of the week yes and this is the most important concept cars ever created now that's quite a claim Mm-hmm. Autocar made this claim back in July this year, so this is a slightly older one. But Alan, of the 46 slides, see, we are treating you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Is there one in particular
0: that leaps out to you? Oh, there are so many. It's very difficult to. It's very difficult to say, actually. Just one. Ones that I think are overlooked as an idea... Mm. Oh, gee, you haven't got all the way to the end. I am going to say the BMW E1. And if you don't know what the BMW E1 was, and I say was because sadly the prototypes got burnt up in a, f- in a warehouse fire, then you should because it was a glimpse of where we're getting to now in 1991. Do go have a look. And swap up on the E1. Good choice. I'm going to select... Yes. Oh, sorry. There are 40-odds. So, yes, please. Andrew, which one would you choose? Yeah, I can I can pick one. I'm so used to there only being like 10 or so. Yeah. I'm going to select the It Al Design Capsula from
1: 1982. Now, this <laughs> this is just... Well, when we're doing quite a bit of this now, just not as obvious as this. And what it is is about the packaging and mm-hmm. they, this could be a car, a van, or similar light goods vehicle that all it required was just a different body shell on top of the chassis. It's a skateboard
0: design for our ice.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it used the Alpha Sud boxer engine and running gear as the basis.
0: Makes a lot of sense because of course it's low and flat So, mm. and, and all the front. But Considering what uh, we keep
1: being shown from a lot of uh sort of autonomous self-driving vehicle
0: stuff this is like the future Mm. back from 82 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it is and and to be honest it's the right the it's along the same kind of lines as i say that that everybody's talking about and right now it's just slightly different propulsion but lots of people talking about oh let's have a skateboard platform and it can be a supercar and it can be a city delivery van and it can be everything i'm reminded of the multiplayer as well in this i was yes yes the two height uh the, t- the two height front on some on some of those concepts yes and,
1: and the fact they're just worrying about and the a class as well with the skateboard because of the primary concern here is packaging mm-hmm. and, I, and i love that that's brilliant yes super cool okay as you and i are both obviously super fashionable Mm-hmm. And keep up with the latest trends. Do you want to, you as our fashion correspondent, want to take us to the Anne Finally?
0: Yes. Well, the Anne Finally. Actually, the Anne Finally is also something that we don't do, none of us do, which is collect Hot Wheels cars, which I know many of our, our listeners and, and followers do. But the Anne Finally this week is a $120 Hot Wheels car. And there's a reason for that. Well, there is a reason for <laughs> This is so awful. It's wonderful and (laughs) awful at the same time. I can't even keep a straight face. It's wonderfully awful. It's wonderful. (laughs) It is a special edition of a special edition. Okay. It's not only is it special edition Hot Wheels car, but it is a special edition of the 1982 Gucci Cadillac Seville, which was one of those wonderfully appalling Malaysia era American cars. So it was the Cadillac with the kind of slopey back and the little sort of bustle boot. The kind of style that went out in like the 1950s, I guess, and of course it was then styled by Gucci, and it is one of the most outrageous special editions I think that that has ever come out, with its half vinyl roof printed with the Gucci logo, its gold details and badging, gold plate details and badging. It's it's special sort of white, red, and I think it's dark green, color scheme, and, and all sorts of stuff.
1: Well, it's an obvious choice for partnering up, Gucci and Well it was in, 19, in
0: 1982, it made perfect sense. The reason they partnered up again for this is to celebrate 100 years of Gucci, which is kind of cool that they've included that, which was such a sideways step for the brand, you know, that everybody thinks of as shoes and handbags and nasty sweatshirts, but... Uh, belts. There we go. Belts. Belts are good. I think it's really cool that they've decided to celebrate something like that as well. It, and it is, as I think I said before we started recording, it, it's a special edition where even Liberace would have turned around and gone, lads, are you sure that's not a bit much? Yes. Just <laughs> fantastic. Well,
1: you can get hold of this one in 64 scale uh, model from the 18th of October. So you've only got a few weeks to wait. Mm-hmm. Now and then you can get the Gucci Seville.
0: Mm-hmm. Good luck. I, I yes. imagine there'll be in very limited numbers. Yes, uh, and it comes in a sort of cool packaging as well. So it's got the sort of the, the sort of display box, but then it's got a Gucci branded cover over the display box as well. I think it's fantastic. Really nice piece of co-branding, celebrating some heritage. Um, even if I'm not sure it's the heritage that that Cadillac would want to would want to uh, would want to celebrate right at the minute. It's so totally off brand uh, these days but very cool indeed Yep. brilliant well that takes us i think to the end uh, the end of this week i had completely lost track of this this next bit seven years seven years as of today 7 years ago
1: we published our first episode episode 0 which
0: yes well, the whole story i think people know the stories we we decided yeah. we'd record three if they were complete rubbish, we would never, ever put them out, and we would never tell anyone, but we'd know that we'd at least tried. It's amazing what unconscious incompetence allows you to do. <laughs> they weren't that awful. Yes, but we have improved over time. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it today, I tell you. No, it doesn't that,
1: feel like it today. It feels very much like the good old days of our tech woes.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I have no idea what the heck play, everything's playing out today. Thank you. Everyone who listens, who supports, who, in whichever way, by the way, whether financially or by speaking to us uh, and stuff, thank you. You rock. Absolutely rock. Yep. Uh, You're cracking. There's lots of bits of change going on in the background, believe it or not. We are trying to make this kind of thing slicker. Um, We're trying to do other stuff or work out how to do other stuff, given changing geographic locations and all sorts of stuff like that, uh, as well as just trying to make it, better and easier for you to get hold of the podcast and, and we're even after seven years going to look at change and hosting and all sorts of nerdy technical stuff which you shouldn't ever have to care about just know that your favorite automotive podcast is appearing in, in your podcast each week and whatever it is that the intercooler do to provide that then that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, uh, new content, new styles of content coming as well. So we're, we're trying to work out how to make this work. Um, there's even some, some new new tech and stuff, but you can't see it. It's, it's not coming with me because otherwise everyone's going to fall uh, and stuff hanging around the place, just trying that out and, and so we can do more cool stuff yeah. after this sort of hiatus of change. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I think have I covered all the notes there? Yes should be some new merch coming out soon. I've got some samples on the way to me. Just so I make sure that's okay. Try I'll try and get samples first before releasing. Uh, unlike the, the 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 last time. I don't think any of you ever noticed, but there was a glitch in the original in the original sweatshirt. So yeah, some of that kind of bits those bits and pieces are happening as well. Uh, Andrew, I've just waffled my way through that. Is there anything you wanted to say other than all the words that you wrote that I've just read out? No. Just thank you. No. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, on which note don't forget, between now and next week, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Uh, remember, you can support us financially via Patreon, and please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Andrew, in the meantime, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is
1: via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. And Alan, if people would like to get in touch with you personally, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, Twitter as well, where I'm at AJPBradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. That was very dynamic, wasn't it? We'll be back soon, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues, And safe motoring.